0: Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. So those first couple verses are about faith, faith in Jesus Christ. And then Paul turns from faith to hope. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The Word of the Lord. So Paul's saying that our hope is built upon our faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not just any hope. It is a hope that will not disappoint. We've been through another challenging academic year, whether it be COVID, whether it be this new war in Ukraine that doesn't seem to be coming to an end anytime soon, whether it be all the mass shootings, whether it be the more details that came out this week about what took place on January 6th. So many of these things and more that in mind, let me ask you this question. Have you lost hope? It's understandable if you have, considering all that I've mentioned and more. But God says this morning in our passage today, do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. Not only that, Paul says, boast in your sufferings. More... Take pride in what you are going through. Really. How in the world is that possible? We boast because suffering is a part of a process. A process that will shape and form us to become the people that God desires for us to be. A process that ultimately brings our lives into a state of wholeness. Peace. Shalom. And so this process is known as sanctification. Sanctification is the ongoing process that God is currently undertaking, which transforms our lives and which transforms this world. So, one way that God transforms this world is through our willingness to do what is difficult, to do what is up unpopular. In order that God's kingdom would be established right here on earth as it already is in heaven. Jurgen Moltmann, in his book, Theolo- Theolo- Let me try that again Theology of Hope, here's what he says Hope finds in Christ not only a consolation in suffering, but also the protest of the divine promise against suffering. Faith takes up this contradiction and thus becomes itself a contradiction, contradiction to the world of death. That is why faith, wherever it develops into hope, causes not rest, but unrest, not patience, but impatience. It does not calm the unquiet heart, but is itself this unquiet heart within us. Those who hope in Christ can no longer put up with reality as it is, but begin to suffer under it and to contradict it. So why do we boast in our sufferings? Because God is using us to do something about the suffering that is all around us. God desires to use each and every one of us to be his agents of healing and hope in this hurting world. And so it should cause angst within us when we see so much that is wrong within this world. If you don't like what is going on in the world around you, good. Neither does God. And the good news and the Christian hope that we have is that God is doing something about it. And that you and me and this church are called to be a part of the healing process. So we suffer not only for the sake of healing and changing this hope hurting world, but also because God uses suffering sometimes to expose our own shortcomings. Here's what I mean. The Christian life isn't like adding those colorful sprinkles onto your glazed donut. That's not how the Christian life is. The Christian life is more like this cup. When I was in uh, Palestine several years ago, I went to a glass factory, and that is where this cup was made. And so when I walked in, I could feel the heat. I could see the glow inside that large kiln. And I watched the glass blower step by step by step. It was amazing to watch what took place that ultimately resulted In this beautiful cup, maybe it's hard for you to see from a distance, but it is beautiful. When Christ finally returns, then the world will be like this cup, the finished product. But until that time comes, we will experience fire. When we finally enter heaven and are in the loving presence of God, we will be like this glass cup, the finished product. But until that time comes, we should expect fire. One of our greatest illusions that God exposes in our lives is that we can and should be self-sufficient. In our society today, there are hopeful people. There are people that are reading all sorts of self-help books, that are starting their day with positive affirmations, that are writing down their goals and are practicing goal setting, that are developing a positive mindset. All these things are good, and they're helpful to some degree. But if there is no faith in God involved in the process, it is simply an exercise in becoming more and more self-sufficient. And its success and its power remains limited. Yet through the process of sanctification, God is transforming us to be the people that reflect his character. And so one of the major tasks that God is up to is to reshape us into people that will depend more upon him. Instead of solely being dependent upon ourselves, God wants us to be God-sufficient, not self-sufficient. And so perhaps more than anything else, the difficulties, the tragedies, the hardships serve as a way to clear away this illusion that we're the ones in control that we don't need God in our lives. Often we come up against something that is difficult, whether it be an illness or divorce or a loss of a loved one, you name it. And it is there that our illusion of self-sufficiency gets shattered. For we realize we're no longer in control the way that we thought we were. And so here's one of the challenges of living in the wealthiest, country on the planet, that within this context, it is easy to forget the importance of depending upon God. I heard this story about an American reporter who flew out to do a story on Mother Teresa and the nuns that were serving the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, India. And so after seeing the poverty and seeing the suffering and witnessing the slums He said to Mother Teresa, it must be so difficult for you to remain close to God in such a situation that you're in, and I'll pray for you. And her response was quick. She said, oh, I'll be praying for you. For it is far more difficult to be a Christian in the United States with all of its wealth and its luxuries, how difficult it is to remember your need for God in such a culture. Sometimes God uses the suffering that we are going through to destroy the illusion of self-sufficiency and to make us more dependent upon him. God also uses suffering to reveal where our true hope is found. Our hope is not in ourselves. It is not in our strength. It is not in our wisdom. It is not in thinking that things will always turn out the way that we want them to. Our hope is not in another person. It is not in a political leader or a political party or a military might. Oh no. Our hope is much bigger and more powerful than that. So much bigger. So much more powerful. Our hope is based upon the truth that when we are suffering, when we are hurting, when we've run dry, when we are weak, when we have nowhere to turn, God is there. God is there. God is there if we let him. And as Paul says, God will pour his love into our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. God will fill us up when we're feeling empty. He will fill us with something that doesn't run out, that cannot be taken away. For God will live and dwell within our very hearts. You see, what God wants to do is to reshape our very own lives from the inside out. He wants to use suffering and pain and hardship To create within you a character, a strength, a hope that is not based upon yourself or anything else, but is solely based upon Jesus Christ. His character, his strength, his wisdom, his power, living and dwelling within you. And then you'll be strong, but your strength will not be in yourself. It will be in God. That is our hope for our lives and for this world that we live. Amen.